nine of Queers at Play. I'm your host for this week, Mark, and I'm joined, as always, by Ruwu. Hello. <laughs> and this episode, we're joined by the brilliant Ryan Brown. Hello. I've really been looking forward to this. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say saving the best for last, but we've had so many great guests. Oh, yeah. It's, um it's just been great all along, really. Good to be one of them. And thank you very much for joining us as well. So there's been some some big news bits and pieces this week, which is quite good. Um, but we'll start with our usual quickfire news segment. So straight off the bat, the second Sonic movie, we've had an announcement that Idris Elba is going to be joining the cast as Knuckles. I couldn't be more happy about this news, if I'm honest. Well, I know you're a huge Sonic fan. I am a huge Sonic fan. And also, I love Idris Elba, quite honestly. Bring it. Fine. What's what's not to love about Idris Elba, though, to be fair? Very little. Um, and also, it's kind of great casting for, Sonic, uh, for, for Knuckles, specifically, as well. Um, yeah, I... I feel like I've got less of a handle on Knuckles as a character than perhaps Sonic and Tails, but I'm more than happy to go with it. Just who they're going to bring in for Shadow, because there's obviously going to be more movies. I mean, this is getting completely off fucking piste, of course, but um, <laughs> I really loved the first Sonic movie. Yeah, it's a great film. I actually rewatched it the other week. I um, haven't seen it yet. Oh my god! You need to yeah. see that movie. <laughs> it looks. It looks. I got very sort of Detective Pikachu like it doesn't take itself seriously kind of vibe, uh, which seems fine. Yeah, I don't. I don't know why I haven't watched it yet. I should, but evidently, um, definitely. Yeah. I um, mean, I also really enjoyed Jim Carrey as Doctor Robotnik as well. Absolutely excellent casting. I would perfect casting. Like I wouldn't have said. I wouldn't have gone with like. Jim Carrey. So, like, the moment he was mentioned as being Robotnik, I was like, mm, is that going to work? And then when you see it, you're like, yeah, that fucking works. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I want them to release the, 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 the fucking nightmare cut before they redesign Sonic when he looked like some sort of weird yes. fucking horror movie thing. Yes. They should have it's put it on the like, movement, behind the like the releasing the Snyder cut, but for sonic <laughs> yeah oh we could start that movement let's let's make a change petition right now bring it back come on we'll start bullying the directors online like everyone else does see and the, th and the best the thing the thing i really want from that more so than the movie because in all fairness the movie turned out pretty fucking good so i'm not gonna like but I know how these fucking cycles work with movies and games and, sh and shit like that. And the merchandise for the Sonic movie, based on the old Sonic design, would have been approved mm. and would have prototypes and shit. I want to see them. I've seen I want to see <laughs> what fucking merch they had planned around Nightmare Spectre. Sonic. Yeah. I've seen them. <laughs> I want them. That, that did happen. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> this is going to come out at some point, isn't it? Yeah. I just 
because I love Sonic, but human teeth freak Sonic is like it just it, it, who 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 thought of that? It feels who thought that was a great idea. It feels like a cultural moment that we missed because of whiny fanboys, and that's sad. <laughs> I mean, it's like what I kind of liking it to like somebody. Somebody described what Sonic was and what Sonic looked like to somebody else who had never seen Sonic. You know, they were just tasked to go away and make a CGI model of that idea. <laughs> yeah. Teeth? Things have teeth? I put teeth. Everything, everything has teeth. <laughs> just how would it eat otherwise? Um, yeah. Just, oh, excellent. And we've got completely off topic. Like Idris Elba, great call, but bring back Nightmare Sonic. Okay. Maybe he could be like an alternate universe villain in the next film. <gasps> Sonic <calling> Multiverse. Sonic. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Full on MCU Sonic. Oh. And thus comes to an end this episode of the Sonic the Movie Fan Fest podcast. <laughs> um, Don't, I'll make it. <laughs> <laughs> I know you will. <laughs> Oh. Uh, uh, moving on then um, Fortnite has Copied Among Us And added mm. an imposters mode uh, Ruben is our resident Fortnite expert Where do you stand on this? It's only a matter of time weren't it To be honest yeah. um, Among Us is popular Fortnite is popular It was, a, it was literally it was, a, it was just a matter of time Um I've not played it, and I won't, because I don't really enjoy Among Us. So why would I play an Among Us mode in a game that I also, on several occasions, don't enjoy playing either? Um, And yet you keep putting yourself through it. (laughs) There's something about Fortnite and the gameplay that I enjoy. Even when I'm not having fun, there's something about that game that I enjoy, and that's what keeps keeps me coming back. But... One thing I do know about the imposters mode is they've added some fucking bullshit to that mode um, because uh, Gav was playing it. And they have this ability, the imposters, that turns everyone into that banana character. Imposters, like, I don't know what they're called, normal crew people, it turns them all into bananas. And therefore, it makes it impossible. If you see a banana go up and kill another banana, it makes it impossible to know who that was that did the killing because they all look the same. I'm like, that is some fu- that is overpowered bullshit is what that is. Because could you imagine if you were playing in Among Us and like they, the, the, the imposters had an ability which meant that everyone looked the same colour temporarily? You wouldn't know who the killer was. You wouldn't be able to work that out. And you wouldn't know who was killed either, because it's just... What we're saying mm. is, Epic, if you're going to steal things, at least properly steal it. Yeah, S- just, just do it right, Epic. Steal better. I also, I also seem to recall uh, seeing a note from the Among Us developers saying that they're pretty pissed off by this. And in fact, mm. at one point, they were trying to work with Epic... And Epic seems to have now just gone and stolen the whole idea. Oh, is that the case? They actually said they they were talking to them. 
Apparently, yeah. Ah. I don't know if this was like the idea that they were going to do some kind of Among Us Fortnite crossover. Um, yeah, um, see, that, that complicates it. I mean, the thing is, is like, obviously, it, people don't think of Among Us as an indie game because it's like literally the biggest game in the world. It's people, like a billion people playing it, something like that. But it is. Like, it's, it's putting aside how much money it's earned, it's obviously earned more than a lot of smaller indie stuff. But there's only six, seven people working on that game. And, and that's all that's ever worked on it. It's a small team. And so Epic has, has stolen from this indie team, like this big multi-billion dollar behemoth, just just stealing, just thieving, naughty boys and girls. And yet, like, no more than a few months ago, Epic were just like, oh, we're just the innocent small mm. little company up against the big behemoth that is apple it's just like bitch fucking please for one you're Honestly. a huge company and for two you're stealing shit off of much smaller developers than you so get fucked epic like, yep. don't don't even hmm. so uh yesterday was the Big comeback of QuakeCon, where there were a couple of little announcements that came out of that. One uh, was Skyrim Anniversary Edition. Ten years, ten years since Skyrim came out, is being released on all current generation consoles. Um, because that was necessary at this point, I guess. Like, it's been on a thousand consoles already. What's another three? I mean, it already was. That's the really irritating thing, because Xbox has smart delivery, and PS4 games can be played on PS5, and the Switch already had Skyrim. It is already on modern platforms. Yeah, but in this one, you can fish. Yeah, you can fish now, Ruben. Come on now. Uh, Double dip, triple dip. You know, it does sound like it's a free upgrade on most platforms, though. So it's not. Yeah. It's not as terrible as it perhaps might first seem, but even so. But still, like, the thing with Skyrim is for me. Well, firstly, I I didn't really get into it, but that's beside the point. Mm. The point is that it it was released ten years ago. And apart from the fact it looks like it was released 10 years ago, it doesn't feel like it has because it's been re-released so many fucking times that it, like, when you said 10 years, I was like, oh yeah. Because it just, because it's been re-released constantly over those 10 years, it's impossible to place it until you see it and you're like, oh yeah, that looks like a 10-year-old game. Yeah, I mean, to put it in perspective, the previous generations of consoles didn't have a version of the Elder Scrolls released on them that hadn't been released on the previous generation. And in fact, they also didn't have a, uh, have a GTA game released on them that wasn't released on the previous generation of consoles. That whole last generation of consoles did not have their own versions of Elder Scrolls or GTA. Well, why do it if you can resell the same shit that you've been selling already? Exactly. <laughs> why bother? I mean, business, sure. And, like, what will really annoy me is that this is going to sell, isn't it? Like, Skyrim's <laughs> Anniversary Edition is going to sell, and it'll be just oh, like, of course it what is. the fuck? Yeah. 
even the people Elders. complaining, they'll be like, oh, Skyrim again, go on then, I'll play it. Oh, why have they done this? But like, Elder Scrolls 6 is like, I don't know, 30 years away at this point. And yet they have decided to add fishing to Skyrim. I'm just like, fuck off, Todd Howard. <laughs> just f- yeah, yeah, specifically Todd Howard. Come on, yeah, Todd. It's all your fault, Todd. It's, God damn you. It's, it's, it's what happens if you're the face of a corporation. You're the face that people know. What a Sorry face. about it. What a toddy face. <laughs> um, so along- <laughs> alongside Skyrim, we also had an announcement of a Quake remaster. Hmm. Love a bit of Quake. Yeah. I think it's nice to see it come to sort of modern consoles. Unlike, uh, unlike Skyrim, which has been released on everything ever, I think it's been quite a quite a long time since since Quake's been front and center. Yeah, I guess that's kind of the difference. Is you have, it's, in theory, it's nice to keep games remaining accessible on new platforms. Like as a concept, that's pretty cool. That it's cool to not just go, oh, we made one for that, goodbye, and dump it and and never bring it forward and let new people play it. But Skyrim is just, Skyrim, the only thing that annoys me about Skyrim is it's been done so much. If they hadn't done anything over the last 10 years, we'd have first heard of it. We'd go, oh, great, yeah, cool. I like that game. But Quake, yeah, I'll take a Quake port. It looks, it looks like they've done up the graphics a bit, but not so much to sort of ruin its style, which I like. Like, it's still retro, low-poly low sort of models, but then they've kind of yeah. tinkered with it a bit. Yeah, it looks good. Yeah, they've added like dynamic lighting and fog and that yeah. kind of stuff to it. That's I actually so had a quick, a quick blast on it last night, and it's held up surprisingly well. I mean, I died pretty quickly because it's it's still pretty harsh. <laughs> um, and I'm not the best at first person shooters or with a control pad, and I was playing it on my Xbox, right. far better with a keyboard and mouse. But yeah, it's still good fun, very smooth. Yeah, so if I like. If, if what I heard is right, I can't tell you which region it is, but it's already in the top 20 Switch titles on the eShop, so it's not doing mm. bad already. That's pretty good going. I mean, That's it's awesome. and it's you know a reasonable price, I think, as well. It's like, it's like less than 10 quid mm. for the whole game, plus four expansion packs, plus they're going to bring sort of... Bates some level of mod capabilities to it later and online play and also something you don't see in a lot of games these days couch co-op hmm. oh, I do love a good bit of fucking couch co-op they're doing, that, please. Yes. they're doing good stuff with that like they, they ported over all the uh, sort of retro dunes and um, kept them updated a bit with some new, new mods and new level packs and stuff and, yeah. Yeah, they're doing, they're doing after a little stuff. bit of initial controversy over a force yeah. account thing. Yes. That was dumb. But in the end, yeah, good stuff. But they did sort it out, yeah. yeah I couldn't agree more. I, I played through like the original Doom no more than a couple of months ago. Had a great time mm. with it again. Playing through Doom 2 now. Got about two-thirds of the way through. Yes. Doom, Doom 2 gets pretty brutal later on. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Why do you think I'm two thirds of the way through and not finished? I'm not finished. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking retro games. Oh, I do love going back to Doom every now and again. I adore Doom. I'm a huge Doom fan. Love Doom. 
I do still need to finish Doom Eternal, though. Oh, you must. Oh, it's very good. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, I'm not even like a huge first-person shooter fan, but I like old-school first-person shooters. I don't tend to like many modern ones. I'm not sure why. I probably will find the problem. But, um, but yeah, it's just like, it's just the Doom revival in general has been, wow, it's been beautiful. Such a good game. I'm, I, I got about... I got just over halfway through it, I think, and I made them start. I got a new laptop. I sold the old laptop. I thought I transferred everything across. I made a stupid assumption that they would put the same no. game files for it in the same place as every other company did, but apparently not. So it wasn't uh. backed up. So I just lost all my progress. And uh. at that point, I've just, I've just not bothered to go back and do that first half of the game again. Yeah, that's fair enough. That probably wouldn't matter. Just was frustrated. Ah, but yes, so uh, Nintendo have been in the news a little bit the last couple of weeks. Um, first up, them and ROM Universe have had a coming together <laughs> in the legal sense. Uh, they've demanded that ROM Universe take down all of their illegally hosted ROMs, which is, you know, fair enough, I guess. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But it poses an issue and this is why I am so like I'm not happy this news broke but I'm really happy this news broke with Ryan on this podcast. <laughs> it it I have a very difficult kind of um what's the word for it? I'm kind of torn on this thing because firstly mm. Nintendo are well within their right in terms of a legal standpoint, to enforce this sort of thing, because it it's dealing with their IP legally, they're in the right. However, Nintendo are possibly the worst company in the fucking world for making their games accessible. Mm. And that just means there are tons of Nintendo games that if it weren't for ROMs and, and like emulation, there's tons of games that are just either A, completely impossible to play now, B, just so unbelievably outpriced, like overpriced in terms of secondhand, or C, are just games that they just never released in different regions for whatever reason. And it just feels like Nintendo doing this, even though they're legally right to, is very damaging for the games industry and the preservation of the form in general. Hmm. Yeah, I... I have not very much to add to that. I completely agree. Uh, yeah, not many people want to say it, but if it weren't for piracy, gaming preservation would be an absolute travesty. It's still not great. It would be a travesty without piracy. And a lot of these ROM sites, they unfortunately um, are for profit. You know, they they will they have some sort of membership where you can sign up and pay and stuff, and that's not acceptable. I mean, I guess in some way they have to be able to pay for the servers but they often earn millions and it's like okay fine you're, you're gonna get sued aren't you um <laughs> which is fair um but yeah in general like as you say like if if it weren't for roms and piracy so many games so many uh, i think people forget how nintendo sadly are are one of the companies that seem to care the least about their own history which is so weird because that's not how we think of them um, and yet they, that is the case. Um, you know, I'm sure Pokemon Red and Blue will be fine and get ports sometimes. 
But uh, everything else, not great. There's so many games that are just gone, 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 gone. And the problem with even, you know, like some older physical stuff, which obviously it shouldn't be, but physical stuff is sadly our best case for a lot of preservation. But a lot of the older, like Game Boy carts and um, N64 carts and stuff, have they're a ticking time bomb because they had uh, they had chips in them for their internal clock, and once they die, it's kind of game over. Um, so yeah, it's we kind of need pirates, <laughs> arg. But uh, if you're gonna make money from it, you're gonna you can get slapped on the wrist by Daddy Nintendo. It's just yeah. It's, 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 it just it's, feels like there should be a better model for this. Well, the intent, like, I mean, the thing is, like, Daddy Nintendo, as yeah. Ryan put it, and I'm now keeping that as as how I refer to them. Um, yeah. They they also aren't the best when it comes to archiving their own things themselves either, mm. because let's not forget that it came out in the wash that the I think it was the Wii U, uh, the Wii U Virtual Console release, or Wii Virtual Console release, one of the two, of Super Mario Brothers, was accidentally a ROM from a ROM site. Hmm. Like, they aren't great at archiving their stuff either, and that's that's distressing, because we're only, I don't know, we're, we're like 40... 40 years roughly into like the modern age of gaming and yet there's so many games that have already been completely lost completely lost like huge swathes of them um and that's just really tragic especially seen as nintendo as well have a incredible penchant for quite honestly great experimentation with their ips but then they experiment with them in odd ways or time timed ways or so on and so forth, and then they get lost. Like Super Mario 35, for instance. That game is now fucking gone. Forever. Probably. Um, mm. Like when they did the Satellaview? Was it Satellaview? Like, mm-hmm. when they did those games, all of those, like, that that, that kind of, because like I'm pretty sure the Satellaview had a kind of experimental version of Zelda that was kind of released in portions. Yeah, that's like an episodic downloadable version of Zelda. That's now fucking gone. Like, and it's just really irritating and frustrating to watch a company that has, quite honestly, the level of creativity and imagination with their IPs and um, their games that Nintendo have, not caring whether that stuff survives. It's just really annoying. Yep. Industry-wide problems, yeah, I mean, my guess is that certainly Nintendo probably at some point in the more recent history are better at least at keeping their own stuff. But I would imagine you go back sort of 20, 30 years and the idea of preservation probably just hadn't even occurred to a lot of people. And that's where a lot of the issue is, I think. Still doesn't. I mean, I've spoke to a lot of studios and um, sort of uh, gaming museums where they've, they've retrieved... Uh, you know, archived material literally from the bins of studios. Uh, <laughs> you know, like, oh, they're putting pieces out these old servers. And, oh, what's that? Like, prototype versions of games and then stuff on it. Like, it's just, I don't know why it just doesn't, it's, it's only very, very recently that that topic is 
maybe on the minds of some studios. Um, but very often the executives don't care. There's no money in them preserving their stuff. I've made my money, mate. They don't care. Um, we'll get to we'll get to a point where the people that are in power and capable of preserving stuff will care. But uh, yep, ain't happened yet. But in more positive Nintendo news, there was a Pokemon Presents uh, presentation this week. Uh, I did not actually watch it myself, uh, but I have read some of the news that's come out of it. So uh, first up, some updates on Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl due out later this year. I want, Ruben, are you, I want did you did you watch it? I did. I did watch it. Um and I want Diamond and Pearl. Like Diamond and Pearl still are possibly my favourite games in the series. Full stop. Oh really? Um it's between Diamond and Pearl and Black and White. Mm-hmm. Um just because like I think memories are, like account for a lot. So like I have really positive memories of playing. Mm. Um, I had diamonds and I had Pokemon White. Was it White? Yeah, Pokemon White. And I have really positive memories of playing those games. So I think those those two are my favourites. Um, but like what they were showing, I was like, it looks cute. They've added some shit. Fine, yeah. I'll I'll be getting that. Yeah, just like I did with Let's Go, just like I did with Pokemon Sword Shield. I, I'm not a huge fan of Pokemon. Like I like if you, whenever I do the naming the 150 Pokemon thing, I always can't do it. But um, they're good comfort games for me. Mm. I think would be the best description. I can sit there for a couple of hours, just have a little bit of fun, catching some Pokemon, doing some battles. Yeah. I like to see them being a bit more experimental with the art styles and stuff. Like I think that's quite good. That's quite a positive thing to see. Of course, these remakes aren't made by Game Freak, which is interesting. I think it's a completely third party thing. Um, I can't remember the name of them. Inin, something like that. But they're making weirdly, they're making the next Ace Combat game. (laughs) So yeah, it's a really weird studio, but that's cool. Like I think we'll make Ace Combat and we'll make Pokemon. Why not? Yeah, be both. Crossover when? <laughs> yes, Pokemon <laughs> on planes. I'm in shooting at each other. Yeah, damn right. Oh no, you've gone down Pikachu. He had it coming. Where's his pokey parachute? You see, a diamond and pearl for me fall in that like that that bit of Pokemon time where I I kind of fell off. So I I kind of played up until gold and silver and then i i think i got fire red and then i didn't play another pokemon game until let's go pikachu and sword and shield so i kind of missed that whole middle section mm. it's very <laughs> so i have no particular no particular fondness for for diamond and pearl beyond i kind of sometimes like a pokemon game mm. i mean i very much like to platinum so um yeah i'm down for it Looks like they've added some mystery dungeon-y bits to it as well from the, from the trailer. It looks like they had like a dungeon sort of bit that had a big like look mystery dungeon-esque basically. So I don't know what that was all about, but kind of kind of oh, neat. 
the Grand Underground or something like that? Yeah, something like that. Hmm. I thought that was kind of interesting. I'm glad they've expanded upon the Underground part, because the Underground part in Diamond and Pearl was like a great part. But I'm trying to remember, because I might be wrong, but wasn't Diamond and Pearl the one that had Poffins? Oh, maybe. Yeah. I didn't see anything about Poffins in that trailer, and I am disappointed. <laughs> Hashtag bring back Poffins. I fucking loved making poffins. <laughs> what are poffins? They're just little treats you can give to the Pokemon. But you mix them. You mixed them using the touch screen. So you put in. Okay. So you put in the. It was like cooking mama, but shit. You put like the elements <laughs> in, and then you 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 stirred them up using the the stylus on the touch screen, and then you made poffins. So they've probably gone. Well, this doesn't really work without a touch screen. Ditch it. <laughs> Fair. I mean, that is kind of fair, but justice for Poffins. Justice for Poffins. Poffins. Justice for Poffins. Um, We'll add that to our list of things to create a a petition about. Yeah, yeah. We've got a lot to do, actually. (laughs) We're busy. (laughs) Justice for Poffins. Bring back Meta Sonic. A lot of petitions. Um, so there are a couple of other little bits of, of Pokemon news. There was a, a special edition Switch Lite announced. It is gorgeous. It does look very pretty. I mean, I don't need a Switch Lite, but it does look very yeah. pretty. Yep. Good Good for it. Um, <laughs> uh, there were also updates uh, announced to Pokemon Cafe Mix, uh, Pokemon Unite, and Pokemon Go as well. So they're bringing in a whole bunch of Pokemon, I think, from... Sword and Shield to Pokemon Go, is that right? Yep. That is that is what's happening. God. So they've basically just skipped over a whole bunch of generations of Pokemon to get to go, uh, to get to Sword and Shield. I can't believe it's five what? years. Five years Pokemon Go. My God. I'm, I'm old now. That's it. That's how I know I'm old. Yep. Same. Because I, I distinctly re- I distinctly remember the summer that Pokemon Go released and was huge because I was in uni. I mean, I, I was already old, but um, <laughs> <laughs> but I do remember when it came out because I was out. I was at a night on a night out in Manchester uh, on Canal Street, and just everyone was walking around Canal Street with their phones out playing Pokemon Go because it had literally launched that day. <laughs> See, that's amazing because, like, I lived in Brighton at the time it was released, and that like. People were out all the time playing mm. it. Right, well, it is surprising to see something happen like the ads make it out as if it would. Like I, the at the initial ads were like everyone's gonna be outside playing. They're gonna be playing with each other. They're gonna be talking to strangers. And I was like, bullshit. No, you won't. And little did I know, even in Canary Wharf, with all the serious banking businessmen, I'm outside with like a group of a hundred businessmen. And like, did you get the Zapdos? And I'm like, who are you? Go do banking. Stop catching Pokemon. Also, yes, I did. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for your assistance. Fuck off. Thank you. <laughs> go, go sort the banks out. What are you playing at? Oh, that take Fuck off, time. bank wanker. That'll take more than a day. <laughs> has, any, really? um, has anyone actually played Unite? Out no. of us three? I have not. No. No. I know a lot of people who have, and they all seem to love it, but I've not mm. given it a go myself. 
Yeah, because I just saw it and I was like, I have no interest in this at all. No, I'm not really into anything that's gatchery, and my impression was it had that in it, so I just can't be bothered. But apparently it's good. Yeah, I can't take people's word for it. Apparently it's right. Yeah, I mean, I might give it a go when it when the mobile version launches, just as a curiosity, but beyond that, I, it doesn't really appeal massively. Yeah. And the same with Cafe Mix. I've not I've not played that either. No. I'm not going no. to that kind of I, I know too. nobody that's played that, so <laughs> I couldn't even tell you what it was. A puzzle game maybe? Yeah. Yeah, it's a puzzle game. Yeah, if it if if it's kind of any any indication on Cafe Mix's contribution to cultural significance. The moment I saw that come up, I was like, I forgot that was a fucking thing. <laughs> I forgot yeah. this game even existed before now. The toothbrushing t- app, though, Reuben. I, you were all over that. I fucking reviewed the toothbrushing app. <laughs> Did you? Did yes. you? What'd you give it? Did you, I hope you gave it a score. Uh, no, because I reviewed it for the blog uh, for my my blog, and I don't I don't do I don't give scores. But like, I thought that was a fucking great app. Like, if I would have actually given it, like, a, a kind of out of 10, I would have given it an 8. It was such a solidly designed fucking app. <laughs> I did not Wood appreciate the fact it took pictures of me whilst I was take, brushing my teeth, though. I've never <laughs> felt less attractive. <laughs> Share them pics. I did. I think one's in my review. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. That's great. Because I have uh, apparently no sense of how many. Although how many how many photos did you go through to find one that was halfway kind of decent? Halfway decent, yeah. I went through all of them. I found one, and that one was in the review. And even that <laughs> isn't a decent photo by any fucking stretch of the imagination. It was just the closest to being decent. So everyone, Google Reuben Pokemon um, please tooth review and have a look. Pokemon teeth? What's it? Pokemon smile. <laughs> oh, Pokemon smile, there we go. Teeth smile, same thing. Um uh and finally in the Pokemon news, Pokemon Legends Arceus. So they finally showed off a bunch more footage and, and gameplay of uh this upcoming Pokemon game, which really looks like a reinvention of the franchise in much the same way that Breath of the Wild was for Zelda. Yeah. Yeah. I I'm, want to. I'm it. still unsure. I'm still unsure. It looked Ooh. better than the initial reveal um, trailer did, but it still looks kind of rough. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess everyone wants open world Pokemon. That's what everyone wants. But yeah, I'm not sure yet. I, I, I feel like they're really, in many ways, they're probably pushing up against the limits of the Switch, which is part of the problem. Yeah. Well, I don't care about, like, you know, graphics in the sense of. Or I need to have the best lighting and or the best Unreal Engine layer. Okay, about that. But just even just stylistically, it's still looking a bit rough. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I I, I expect. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if it was delayed. <laughs> to be honest. Um, I mean, they're really they're really pushing on that that release date though. They've, it's not changed since they first announced it. What like six months ago? Yeah. So it feels like they've really got that locked in at this point yeah i'm curious because they, they've given they nintendo will often give a month or a or a or a uh, a season but 
they very rarely give a specific date unless they're really sure about it. Yeah, that's true. Like even 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 Animal Crossing on the Switch, they only ever said end of the year or whatever, and it was, and then they just kept delaying it until they were ready to give it a specific date. So I feel like they they seem quite certain on the date. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. Let's just, let's just hope for Ruben's sake it doesn't have breakable weapons. Oh my god! Oh, I would hate that as well. <laughs> just fucking weapon degradation. <laughs> um, breakable Pikachus, but I mean pre- Pikachu's always been breakable. Um, <laughs> and that sounded a lot worse out loud. No, than that's I perfect. It sound worse. No, that's brilliant. Put it on a badge. <laughs> Pikachu has always breakable. Pikachu has always been breakable. It's always been breakable, um, honey. But break that Pikachu in. <laughs> but the Hisui variant of Growlithe, fucking mm. yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Stupid mop haircut, yes. Love it. <laughs> it does look adorable. I, yeah, that's been one of the nicer things about recent Pokemon games, all those uh, regional sort of evolutionary differences. I like those. Oh, I love the regional variants um, in Pokemon. It's like it's one of the things I'm glad that they've kept because they dropped Mega Evolution, and I loved Mega Evolution, but they've dropped mm. it, and I'm just like, for fuck's sake, that was such a good idea. Um, and also, Arc and I never got a Mega Evolution. I'm like, you fuckers, um, <laughs> leaving my boy out to dry. Fucking cunts. Um, but it does mean we got an like if we've got a regional variant of Growlithe, there's going to be a regional variant of Arcanine as well. So yeah, bring it on. Just wait to see what that looks like. And, and what because because this is obviously set like what hundreds of years in the past. Like the idea that there will be Pokemon in that timeline that are now extinct. So it kind of gives them an, an opportunity, despite the fact that we've kind of visited that region before. To see new Pokemon still, <clears throat> which is quite cool, or perhaps Pokemon that uh, have a future evolution that doesn't exist now. I don't, I don't, I don't know how that would work, but well, like a Pokemon that doesn't have a de-evolution, like Pichu, yeah, but did then, yeah, that could be quite cool. If there's Pokemon that, if there's still Pokemon existing that haven't been, uh milked for evolutionary chains yet hmm. which there definitely will be true Milton. i mean I, I i haven't kept up to date with all 900 and whatever pokemon that there are now but i'm sure there are definitely pokemon they could invent new evolutions for or pre-evolutions i need a mill tank line i need more mill tank <laughs> i don't know why uh, you need a Cow-based pun on calf. That's it. And milk. Yeah, that's what you need. I don't know what a wintry mountain cow would look like, but I'm much much furrier. Yeah. Who doesn't want? Who doesn't love a furry cow? I'm just what like the this what is it this Scottish Highland cows? Yeah. Yes. that, That are basically cousin it with a little snout. Yes. Although they kind of already have a Pokemon that looks like that, don't they? True, but they can have another one. They've got like three million fucking pigeons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, give us at least two cows. Come on. <laughs> so that was Pokemon Presents. Um, t- 
just to finish off the quickfire news, uh, a couple of, I guess, more controversial topics. One of one of Ruben's favourites, Activision Blizzard still being fucking twats. Mm. Yeah. The more things change, the more they stay the same. Um, so this is the, the 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 kind of twin news, if you want to call it that. That three people from Blizzard, high-ranking people, have gone, and also Activision Blizzard has a known culture of dead naming as well. So yeah, there's still there's still cunts. That's not changed. Yeah. It's this whole boys club, like, ugh, like, it, honestly, it's, like, infested the industry, because um, a lot of these, like, executives came over from movie or music industries, and they don't care about those industries, they're just businessmen, they grew up, they were little child businessmen, they were two-year-old businessmen, and they were shit then, and they've grown up in this shit now, and, yeah, it's just, they're an infestation on this industry, they're, they're vermin. And the sooner we can get out of this stupid mentality across the whole industry, the sooner it will be better. Like, oh, what a surprise that Activision Blizzard is, is full of scum. Like, oh, I'm, I'm so shocked. Um, yeah, uh, I, I, I do hope that everyone continues to remember this when it inevitably leaves the news cycle and you hear about Call of Duty 72. Um, please do remember that. Although I'm sure there are many 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 more tens of thousands of wonderful people that work there please remember that the people on the top are scum um don't forget they suck still and not in a good way you would know like not a good suck. like like you would i mean i'm not sure if you've listened to previous episodes of this podcast but we have not let it drop <laughs> Hmm. I'm still mm-hmm. talking about the fucking thing that the 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 things leveled against Quantic Dream and Riot Games. <laughs> like I am not, not not to mention CD Projekt Red and Ubisoft. Yeah, that just and oh fucking like there's just a whole pile of game studios that we've. Whenever I see anything to do with Ubisoft online, I will always bring it up every time because the moment you the moment that the moment they stop having it as something that is constantly they're constantly harangued for is the moment they get away with it and they and mm. they think like mm. activision blizzard have released the what is it call of duty vanguard recently mm. as their mm. attempt if you want to call it to kind of get out of the problems they're in and it is so fucking telling that it's really hard to see that activision are involved with that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like it's yeah, just the logo the on the last screen or something. Like they, because usually they'd be like Activision presents, blah blah blah, blah. Um, but they've not. They've really downplayed their involvement in Call of Duty Vanguard. I'm just like, we fucking see you. We know exactly what you're doing. This is fucking blow for blow the exact fucking playbook of getting out of fucking trouble. Mm. Ugh, just fuck that company. And then on top of that, I think this is probably, again, a subject, uh, Ruben, that perhaps as a streamer, you will have a bit to say about, which is Twitch do better. Yeah, Twitch needs to do fucking better. Um, 
in case anyone isn't familiar with what's going on, because this is, um, in, in all fairness, this news hasn't broken in a massive sense. This is um, generally more siloed in terms of you, you see it if you see it sort of thing. But um, there are a large amount at the moment um, of um, streamers that are people of colour or queer streamers that are being severely hate-botted. So there will be someone that comes in and then just brings a whole load of bots to just fling abuse constantly. Um, and it's disgusting. It's absolutely disgusting. And firstly, shouldn't happen in modern society for fucking one. Um, there is there is There is no circumstance in which a black streamer should be called that word you fucking know the word i don't have to say it constantly online there is no fucking reason that should still be a thing and yet in the gaming sphere apparently sure why not let it fucking happen um twitch have released a mealy-mouthed piece of shit statement about it um essentially saying they're going to look into it in terms of protections for streamers of which it's now been, if I'm not mistaken, something like 12, 13 days since that statement, and nothing has changed. Um, if it was that important to you, Twitch, you would have fucking sorted it. Um, there's people still being hate-botted, even like right up till, because um, I was on Twitter earlier, uh, no more than a few hours ago. Um, and Twitch needs to do fucking better. It needs to... It, it needs to put in better protections for the people on the platform than it is. It needs to put in better protections for those people, and it needs to put in better punishments for the people doing it. Yeah, mm. damn right. That too. Um, and also, like, it's not only protections for the streamers and also punishments for those that are doing it, but also better protections for people who are just... Because, like, there's... there's there's for, for all of the amount of streamers that are on Twitch, there are so many more people that are on Twitch that aren't... that are just people that view mm. yeah. and kind of watch streamers... And they're equally affected by this. Um, and Twitch doesn't seem to care. Twitch needs to do fucking better by all of its creators, not just the ones that are white, hetero, fucking sexual cunts that just play Fortnite, Ninja. Um, they need to do... Oh, wait, Ninja's not even on Twitch. Uh, he moved to something, didn't he? And probably Twitch came back too. to Twitch. Yeah. Um, but... That's not the issue. The issue is that that you need to protect. If if you're going to if you're going to put out something saying you're going to protect people, fucking protect them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're long past. We're long past the. We are way, way, way fucking past the point. If ever we were at the point where any of this behaviour is fucking acceptable. I mean, at no point was it acceptable. No, at no point. So, at, it, but my the, the the reason I said that is at one point, regardless of it being unacceptable, which it fucking was, it was legitimised. But we are well even past that now. As in, it was kind of accepted, but no. It's twenty twenty one. This sort of fucking hate speech isn't on and shouldn't be accepted or encouraged or even fucking considered anywhere. No. No. Absolutely right. 
Yep. And if Ruben Rant. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. There's your Ruben Rant for the episode. <laughs> um, yeah. So if nobody else has anything to add, we will move on to our simply the guest feature, where we will get to know Ryan just a little bit more. Yeah. This is the bit where I take my clothes off. I mean, sure, go ahead. <laughs> You're simply the guest. For everybody listening, Ryan is now naked. Yeah. Um, so, we... <laughs> <laughs> We've sent you across uh, our usual set of uh, Simply the Guest questions, and Mm -hmm. hopefully you've got uh, a bunch of exciting answers for us. Yeah. So, overselling it somewhat. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Right, let's let's start with, uh, let's start right at the very beginning then. Mm. Uh, And and why don't you tell us your, your very first game? Cool, yeah, sure. So this is this is uh, mine's an odd one because my very first game, as far as I can tell, was a, a DOS game, a PC DOS game called ABC Learning, which I'm sure Ooh. everyone listening is like oh, a classic. Um, a classic. <laughs> who didn't grow up with that? Um, and yeah, it was like this. Really, there was definitely a wizard in it, and there was definitely a racing game where you would out basic words and yeah i'm pretty sure that was my first game technically um so my dad sort of grew up uh working with computers and stuff so from the age of like two i've used computers so my my very first gaming experiences were all dos games all pc dos games um love like, those classic kind yeah. of dos edu edutainment games yeah um i was i was kind of a little bit Older, but I certainly remember my brother had a great set of these edutainment games, and I can't for the life of me remember what they're called. But they one of them involved you kind of sneaking around a school while you were being chased by kind of out of control robots that would ask right. you questions. That is what they do, those uh, robots. Though I know those damn pesky robots and <laughs> their mass based challenges. <laughs> but I cannot remember what that was called, but it had creepy music as well for a like. Oh. Yeah, I actually didn't even have that many edutainment games. It was mostly I. I think my dad just had loads of those like shareware discs, right? We used to get, and so we just had like a folder of like hundreds and hundreds of those games. And yeah. I, I, my, my dad was the same. I, I remember one of the weirdest oddities was he had this. We he had a Windows PC, you know, he had a bunch of various games installed on it, and one of them was uh, the shareware version of Doom. Mm, yeah, yeah. And me and my brother. That was fine. We were allowed to play Doom at whatever age, like Same. seven or eight. Yeah. But but Wolfenstein, no, no, <laughs> Wolfenstein was behind a password. We were not allowed They're to play humans. Wolfenstein, but we could. But we could play Doom. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that is all about. But so yeah, same. Like my first games, all of that sort of stuff. Like pickle. There was a game called Pickle Wars, where you shot the pickly aliens with a salad shooter. That was great. Um, Hocus Pocus, by Apogee, all the Apogee games. You know, from 3D and Doom and loads of others that no one will know anymore. But yeah, it was all those good stuff. 
So I think what we can take from this is, firstly, Todd Howard, if you're going to do a re-release of modern con- consoles, MS-DOS games. Yep. Well, two. Todd. Uh, you're going to do two. Skyrim. Yeah. Fuck it, if you're going to bring Skyrim to modern do consoles Pickle Wars. with fishing, bring Pickle Wars and ABC Learning. <laughs> bring those Please. with fishing. Please, um, Todd. And you've got all the money in the world. Even if you don't have the license to those games right now, I'm sure you could go and buy them. Yeah, just pop to Asda, pick up the license. Um, uh, and also, in Mark's house when he was growing up, demons were okay, but Nazis were not. That's the. So yeah. We were allowed to. Shooting demons was okay, but shooting Nazis was not okay. Yeah, pick, pick the right evil. I mean, that's, that's worse. <laughs> that's, you see how that's, that's worse, worse yeah. right? <laughs> <laughs> I do see how that's. I mean, what's laughable is that yes, I, I I think the argument was probably that Wolfenstein involved shooting actual people. Yeah, but they were such bad representations of people that they weren't really people. <laughs> like they were hardly the realistic images of humans that you would see in today's games. You've got to leave Hitler in and in his robot suit alone. Leave him alone. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, and then other than that, like I guess, like my first um, uh, like non PC game was uh, Pokemon Red on a Game Boy Color, and then my first home console game was Crash Team Racing. I didn't actually grow up weirdly with Nintendo consoles. My first console was a PS One with a copy of CTR. So there you go. Everyone knows my, my gaming history. Now you are basically all my twins, or well, every one of you. Now we all know. We all know where it all started for Ryan. That's it. Um, so what would you say is your greatest gaming accomplishment? Oh god. Um <laughs> I guess it's a very broad and open question. Yeah. People have taken it to mean lots of different things, but Okay. So I've kind of I, I figured this is some of these questions which are like, hmm, I'm gonna take it in two ways and then just say both of them. Um so, greatest gaming accomplishment, like, I guess about actually playing, let's see, um, like, loads of things, like, there was, <laughs> one of them is, there were, I don't even remember what they were, which sucks, but there were some trophies in, uh, like, a Wipeout game in PS3, which I very specifically remember being so incredibly proud of myself for getting, because I'm not a racing game fan, and there was, like, these dead hard, like, time trials stuff that I think was set by the developers. And it was like 99 laps or stuff that you had to do in a time frame or something like that. And I got that. It was only a bronze trophy and I spent bloody days trying to get it. And I don't know why, but I was incredibly proud of that. Um, <laughs> I don't know why that sticks out. Um, another way I'll answer the question is just playing more recently, um, which is such a weird gaming accomplishment. But the fact that I'm actually getting through more games and finishing them, um, I think having been a video game journalist before and, and you know, I'm sure we still have this problem. If I'm not, if I wasn't reviewing a game, I wasn't playing it, and that sucks. So that means it was very much a work oriented finishing games was a very much work based thing, and it's taken me quite a few years to sort of get over because I don't really review very much or anything anymore. Um, it's taken me a few years to get over that, and now I've built up this really awesome spreadsheet. Maybe the spreadsheet is my greatest gaming accomplishment. Um, I feel this really awesome spreadsheet, this backlog spreadsheet, and it's the nerdiest fucking thing I've ever made, and I love it. And it's got like release the spreadsheet, release, release the, spreadsheet. the spreadsheet. I actually have, like I, I actually, I, I can link that. Yeah. Um, 
And it's like Leak. this huge backlog. And think about you are leaking your spreadsheet. <laughs> oh, the worst kind of leak. Um, and it's got like 800, 900 games on this backlog, and it had like 70 each year. And it's got like play times, like how long, like because how long to beat.com is my savior at the moment. And it, you know, so I'll put the play times, how roughly long each game would take to finish, what console it's on. So then I can really pick which game I actually want to see and play. And I'm just trying to finish games, like just trying to finish more games. The last year I finished something like 60 something games, like this year I'm at 50 currently. And that sounds like a lot, but a lot of them are really small, really small. I only hit a couple of huge games a year. Um, a lot of those are like really small freeware games and stuff. But a lot on, you know, and it's just, yeah, I'm just really pleased to be finishing more stuff. Like some games have been on my backlog for a very, very long time. And it's just nice to get through to um, and then finally, <laughs> greatest gaming accomplishment. I'm going to take it in a work-based way, which I guess kind of makes sense. Um, I, I've got like two, I guess, which come to mind. Which is first interviewing uh, Tatsuya Nomura in the US for Kingdom Hearts 3. Um, I grew up with Kingdom Hearts. That was like, I'll get into it on one of the other questions in a minute. But that that was like my my thing. Kingdom Hearts meant so much to me as a kid. Um, obviously, never in a million years would have ever thought I would work in the games industry. And so I'm just sat there, having just been to Disneyland, and just like interviewing this guy that made this game I grew up with. And yeah, that was that was amazing. I I had a little cry, not in front of him because that would have been weird. But I had a little cry. Would have been weird. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> you made this. <laughs> No, um, but yeah, that. And then the second thing is the mixtapey thing that I've made recently is probably one of them because uh, again, like that's, uh, it's like a, I guess people listening, it's um a collection of freeware games from itch.io, which um on a physical USB, and yeah, a, a physical mixtape of those games is something I've wanted to do for like, literally a decade. Quite literally 10 years ago, people don't want to do something like that. Um, I finally did, which is amazing. And it went really well, and I get to make more. And yeah, just to like hold that in my hands, like something that I've wanted to do since I was a teenager. Um, pretty awesome. So, yes. Well, I've, I'm, I'm very excited that. for that. I've, I have pre ordered one of your, you? your mixtapes, yes. Oh, yeah. Thanks so much. That's really sweet. So, I'm looking forward to, to, to having, a, having a look at those. What would you say, and I, I don't know if you if you want to give an answer to this. Sure. What are your kind of sort of personal highlights of the games that you've put on that collection? Oh, sure, yeah. Um, so first one I'll say is um, there's a game on there called a Mini Falafo Adventure, which is like this little Game Boy-looking platformer. And it's really good. It's actually really good. It's a couple of hours long. Um, easily could have been like a really great game if it was released on Game Boy. A little Metroidvania platformer. And that game initially I mean, that's came sell, out. That's selling it for me. It's really good. Yeah. yeah, it's a really good and underrated game, and there's probably only a few hundred people in the world that have ever actually even played it, which is crazy. Um, and well, yeah, there's potentially another two thousand that are going to play. Exactly. Yeah, and and the the point of it is like even outside of that, like there's so much influencer coverage is happening and, and coming that those games are going to be seen by more people than they've ever been seen by before, which is just amazing. Like it's, uh, it, I'm so pleased to have done that. Um, and yeah, that game initially came out in 2007, and I played and loved that game when I was a teenager. And so, like, to be able to physically preserve that game um, 
when I grew up with it is is it's great, it's lovely. Um, but everything on there is great. You know, there's there's new and old stuff. It's a complete variation. Um, yeah, like it's I'm I'm pleased with every game that's on that. They're all on there for a reason. So I'm chuffed with that thing. Yeah, and hopefully I get to make more more volumes. Well, I look forward to seeing volumes two and beyond in the next yeah few years or so. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so going back to our list of questions, Mm -hmm. uh, what is your most anticipated release? My most anticipated release. So, um, there's quite a few really. So, I mean, I guess the obvious ones would be like Metroid Dread. Um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's top of my list. Yeah. Which looks good. I'm actually looking forward to Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, which I, it looks very run in the mill. But I'm fine with that. Like, it looks like a pretty standard action-adventure game. And, hey, I'll take it. It actually looks... I'm not even a big Guardians of the Galaxy fan. I don't know why. I'm both a big Marvel fan. I'm a big Guardians of the Galaxy fan. I'm all over that. I'm really excited for that as well. Yeah, I just just think it looks good. I don't know why. Even as not a big Guardians person, I just think it looks kind of fun. So I'm down for that. Um, No More Heroes 3, which is out in like a week. Um, I'm a big No More Heroes fan. Is it what? How long is it? It is a, a week. week. It's next Friday. A week. Jeez, oh my goodness me. That's yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to that big time. Um, and I have a... not played a No More Heroes game. They're so, so good. I feel like I'm missing out. They're fun. So yeah. It's one of those ones that kind of skipped me by on the Wii. Yeah, weirdly, I didn't get on with it on the Wii because the driving, I don't know why, but I remember I, I get really weird hang ups over very specific mechanics in games that would just completely throw me off, even though they're probably fine. And I remember when I was a teenager and I played it on the Wii, the driving around section, for anyone that's played it, on the sort of open world around the town really threw me off and then I abandoned it. Don't know why. Um, but sort of replayed through them all last year, including the recent spin of one end. <laughs> They're great. I love them. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. And uh, and Kenner and the Lego Star Wars collection, um, which is going to be good fun. Uh, there's a metroidvania platformer thing called Recompile, which comes out in about a week, and that looks amazing. Um, I a... have seen that as well. I'm... Yes, that looks... I'm interested in that as it well. It looks real good, and the initial reviews um, are positive, which I'm very pleased by. Um, so yeah, I'm really excited by that. Uh, there's a game called Sephoni, which is made by the people that made the Anodyne games, which I'm a massive fan of. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, there's like a cave story-esque action platformer called Transa Ruby. There's some retro uh, first-person shooters uh, called Exophobia and Hellscreen. Um, yeah, a lot. <laughs> At the- even though it's in uh, August, yes. I mean, four, four talk, talking of kind of retro shooters, I'm, I'm also quite looking forward to the uh, the remake of the original System Shock. Yes, is that this year? Coming, I think so. Yeah, I think uh, it's due this year. Yes, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> I, uh, I I gave the demo a go a few a few a couple of months ago. It's um, it's tough, <laughs> just like the original System Shock was, but and creepy. Ooh, like yeah, having ha- having known. Having known you for so long now, Mark, like in terms of the game releases this year, I've never known a more Mark year for video games. <laughs> yes, it feels like yeah, like especially like last year was quite light on the kinds of games that I would normally pick up. So yeah, I'm quite happy that it seems to have been, come around to to a very heavy year of things that I'm enjoying, which is great. Because literally, you've like like you were. 
what was it you were saying that you were that you that you'd played very recently because like axiom verge came out and you played that and now you've moved on to something else which is very much up your street and then there's like system shock and metroid dread within the next like few months and then this and then this and this and this and like it's just been great to see so many games that are so far up your street just release in... i know i i had a very dry kind of half of the year to begin with where i've barely finished any games because i was just like no, uh, this isn't really. This isn't. Uh, this isn't for me. And then, and then, there's just so much choice on Game Pass. And, oh yeah. And you just kind of get decision paranoia about what to play. And I'm like just jumping between like six or seven different games, never actually seeming to make much progress or finish any of them. Need a spreadsheet, mate. I don't know that a spreadsheet would help. That would just take up more of my time. <laughs> <laughs> or you can just yeah. accept that you, sometimes you're just not going to finish games. I mean, that's yeah, yeah that's, and that's I do. And I'm I'm quite happy to spend some time in the game. Go, I've got all of the enjoyment out of this. I've not finished it, but I'm done with it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to move on to something else now. I I'm not yeah. the kind of person that's going to sit and finish a game out of spite. That's good. That's I healthy, have, I think. I have done that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> Which I what was that? Of, um. Breath of the Wild. Oh, really? All right. Yeah. I. Um, I you I also finished uh, Chibi Robo Ziplash out of Spy. Yeah, well. Chibi Robo Ziplash. I finished out of Spy, and also Assassin's Creed Three. Those are the three games that come to mind. Spike game. That I finished out of Spite. <laughs> Rude Spike game. Fuck you, game. I'm finishing. Yeah, you. I'm finishing you. Then I never have to think about you again. <laughs> Things you can say about a video game and not and not your ex. <laughs> finished out of spite um <laughs> so i think i think that's probably uh enough from the simply the guest feature but uh, just to finish off the section uh ryan how can people follow you is there anything else that you want to kind of sell or promote at the moment sure who doesn't love a good e-bag um <laughs> exactly <laughs> Uh, yeah, so you can find me on Twitter at Toad's Anime. It's not at Toad's Amin. You can pretend it is. At Toad's Anime, where I post video game news and nonsense. And um, yeah, the Super M mixtape, which is the thing we spoke about earlier, has sold out, which is mad. Um, but if you do look it up online, just check out some of the games. They're, they're all free. They're all free online anyway. The physical thing is just a nice physical thing. So do check those games out. Those developers actually deserve some attention. And hopefully I will make some more volumes next year. So come talk to me about nice things. Nice things. Nice things. Lots of nice indie games in particular. Yeah. And also, not um, absolutely not going to lie, like Ryan's Twitter feed is where I get most of the news for this podcast <laughs> from. <laughs> so you have Ryan to thank for kind. most of the news I found the last year. <laughs> that's sweet thanks so do we do we need to add like a like a credit section to each episode yeah if you could put a copyright symbol in thanks <laughs> we'll just we'll just end each episode now with sponsored by Toast. <laughs> that's it uh, so to finish off this episode uh, the big news topic this week was the Nintendo Indie Showcase mm. so a big, big bunch of indie news in this showcase. A lot of really exciting things. 
and also a, a quite a high number of like shadow drops, instant drops, which was mm. great. Um, for me personally, you can probably guess uh, Axiom Verge Two. I was straight on that as soon as I could. <laughs> um, loved it. Finished it already. It's great. <laughs> Worth the wait. I am so finished it already. Yeah. That was nice. I mean, not not to the point that I've hundred percented it, but yes, I I've definitely given it a good a good run through. I spent most of I I had no plans this weekend, coincidentally. <laughs> uh, so last weekend, should I say? So yeah, I spent most of last weekend powering through Axiom Verge two. Nice. I'm so glad you enjoyed it because I really did. Because this really th- did. this has been a game that's been on the radar of this podcast and you especially for some time. I mean, since it was announced, like, what, nearly... No, was it two years ago now it was announced? Like, right at the end of 2019? And originally... Because originally it was supposed to be a release in the first half of 2020, I think. But Like, sort of that, yeah. it's been a while. But, Mark, I don't mean to do this to you, but have you seen that Limited Run Games are doing a Axiom Verge a 1 double and 2 pack. double pack? I have, I have, and I'm very tempted. I'm mm. very tempted. Because I'm really tempted, because I know that there was a physical release of the first Axiom Verge, but try fucking yeah. finding that now. Um, I brought that I brought that as a birthday present for my brother, <laughs> and I, I regret not buying it for myself. Um, but I have already bought the first Axiom Verge game twice, once on PlayStation and once on Switch. But you have bought no, the physical version. I did not buy the Wii U version, no. <laughs> yeah, that no, double pack's I, nice. I, I skipped over that one. The double pack's really nice. I like it when it's um, not two cases, like when it's one case and it's just on one cart, which I believe yeah. that double pack is. Which is it, yeah, it does look like it. Um, yeah, yeah. I prefer that. And yeah, yeah it'll be cool. like, because I've bought, I think in the past, I've bought three, maybe four games from Limited Run. Because um, mm. I'm not a, like, full-on collector that does that that doesn't appeal to me as a as and also i don't have the fucking space um but like whenever a game comes along that i'm just like i absolutely have to have that physically Mm. um it's such as hades such as hades um hades i got very lucky with um as much as Full acknowledgement of the fact they're complete and utter dickheads and they complete and they have done absolutely nothing about the years of sexual and other abuse that have happened within their walls. I still bought the physical edition of Scott Pilgrim. Um, right. Because Scott Pilgrim is one, it, well, it is one of my favourite movies of all time. Uh, I love the graphic novels and I love the game. Um, and I just, I just pray, like, very little amounts of money went to fucking Ubisoft for that. Um, selling myself out. Um, I also bought a physical of Garou, Mark of the Wolves, my favourite fighting game of all time. And mm. 2045 Read Only Memories I bought as well from them. Mm-hmm. So it has to be it's something very special for you to get a physical. What was that? So it has to be something like really special to you. you oh yeah, for sure. Um, just because yeah. like um, limited run are very expensive, mm. especially seeing as you're importing them from America as well. So it has to be a really, it has to be a game I absolutely have to have physically for me to do it. Because um, like if you're importing to the UK for limited run games, you're paying 
half of the price again, uh, half of the price of the game again for postage. Um, which is quite, which, which means that you end up paying forty-five pounds for a for thirty-quid game. So, um, but yeah, I'm 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 looking at that actually and Verge double pack as well. I'm <laughs> going. I've been looking for the first game for a while. Do I just fucking do it? Because I've only, because mm. unlike Mark, I've only bought Axiom Verge once. <laughs> 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 so me buying it a second time, perfectly justified. <laughs> it's not like Hades where I own that on four fucking platforms. Um, My goodness. Yeah, yeah, Gav hates it. Like when when it, when when the announcement for the physical release on PS5 came out, and I just looked over and I was just like. I really want to get this. He was like, no, you own it four times. You don't need to buy it physically again. And I was like, and he's right. PS- he is right. He's completely right. Um, just like, but it's on PS5. But at the same time, he's a little bit wrong. I mean, I do want to play it on PS5 because of the, apparently the, the, they use the dual sense. Um, okay. See, that's fair. That, that at least there's some, there's something there. At least. There's some minor, minor difference there. But I definitely don't need it. At all, especially when there's games that have come out in the past couple of months that I've not bought, like Skyward Sword, that I've just not bought. Which is why I'm playing at the moment. Bloody good. You enjoying playing Skyward Sword at the moment? Yeah, it's actually really good. I don't know why I played it. That that's that's like my it's not my back burner game at the moment. So I'm I'm slowly making my way through it, but I have obviously I played the original on the Wii back in the day, so it's not all new to me. Ah, uh, okay, yeah, fair enough. Probably not worth replaying then. But um, but yeah, for, I guess I didn't play on the Wii, so I guess like the removal of its motion stuff is, is a positive, and a couple of small quality of life stuff. But uh, yeah, I'm playing it. Like, why did I not play this? Like, like it's just it's another Zelda, and I mean that in the most positive way. It's just another Zelda game. It's great. I'm loving it. I'm gonna sit in my pants. It's and just, it's just and another it. game in one of the greatest gaming series of all time. It's, yeah. It, but it's like more, more so than that. And kind of like what, what, what Ryan's ended up kind of hitting towards. It is a very Zelda, Zelda. Yeah. <clears throat> like all of the archetypal things you'd expect from the Zelda series, they're in, they're they're in Skyward Sword. Yeah. Which yeah, I guess you could criticize as well, but. I, I want that. So, <laughs> I mean, you could. I mean, a lot of people because um, I I think I had just started reviewing games when Skyward Sword came out. Um, mm. So I didn't end up reviewing Skyward Sword, but I did end up playing it. And like, I was seeing all the reviews coming out about Skyward Sword, and I'm like, I could not disagree with these more. I mm. loved Skyward Sword at the time, and there's absolutely no doubt I'd enjoy it now. Like, I really, really enjoyed that game. Um, Has there been a podcast episode yet this season where we haven't gone on about how amazing Zelda is as a series? <laughs> no, every single episode of this series has literally every episode of season two has had a mention of Zelda. <laughs> Got to remain consistent. The fans expect it. The fans expect Zelda. They expect a Ruben Rand, and they expect Jeff Keighley. I try so hard if... not to rant, but. <laughs> There's always something. The games industry fucks something up every fucking two weeks. 
So um, let's go back to the actual news item <laughs> because we've really only touched on Axiom Verge here. Um, are there any games, uh, Ruben, that stood out for you on that list? Um, a few. Necro Barista looks very much up my street. Like, um, it's it like visual novels aren't everyone's taste. I am more than aware of that, but I love a good mm. visual novel. Um, and just the the premise and the kind of visual style of Netgory Barista from the trailer, um, I was just like, yeah, okay, this looks like my sort of thing. Um, and uh, it's one of those things that I'm just like, this is an updated version, which means I missed the original version like a fucking idiot. Um, but hey, you get to play the best version of it now. True, true, true. Um, other than that, Toem, the, the photography Ooh, yeah. game looks fucking incredible. Yeah. Um, it's like doing the sort of weirdly minimalist thing that Minute did, and I fucking adore Minute. Um, yeah, Minute. Such a good game. Um, a Metroidvania, but with just the most obscure set of things added to it. Um, but Toem looks amazing. Um, and the other thing is obviously Boyfriend Dungeon, but that has had some things that have come out around it mm. at the same time. But I still really, really want to play Boyfriend Dungeon. It's on Game Pass, so that's going to be... My... Yeah, I have I have actually given that a little go. I've been playing a little bit of Boyfriend Dungeon on Game Pass. Um, yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> I'm still not 100% sure what to make of it, and I think the dungeon part of that is a little on the clunky side. Right the actual combat part of it, but um yeah, it's it's an odd one. And certainly I can I can see where a lot of the the controversial uh feedback from people is, is coming from. Um, right. I think I think the warning on that does need to be stronger. I mean that doesn't mean that games about that shouldn't be made. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the, the kind of upfront warning about it definitely needs to be a a bit more in your face about exactly what you're getting into in the game. Yeah. Yeah. I look forward to playing it. Um, and then, like, as a final final one that I was just like, this looks very much my sort of thing, was Far Changing Tides. Mm. Really atmospheric, really chill. I haven't played the first one. I never even knew the first one existed. This is another one, <laughs> like Necro Barista, where I'm just like, how the fuck do I not know these games happen? Um, but like, as... I mean, there are, there are just so many indie games mm. released now. These, you know, it's really hard to keep track of all of them. And even if you do notice one, there are then so many more that are announced that it's it's easy to lose track. Yeah, mm. um, you need you need a spreadsheet like Ryan. Yeah, apparently, apparently I do. Um, but like, as Ryan will, will well know, when you are in a space where you're reviewing games you don't notice games outside the games you're reviewing because just by the time you finish with that game that you're focusing on playing and then writing up about, um, there's games that you've just missed that have just passed you by in that time. Um, which is, it's just one of the things that happens when you review games. Luckily I'm in a lull at the moment where I don't have any review titles. So I'm being able to, I'm actually able to go back and finish some of the games that I started in review that I really enjoyed. Um, but just, didn't have time to finish uh, or just 
the next review came along so um but yeah like the good thing is now there's a lot of indie games but also those indie games especially from nintendo's perspective at least uh or the nintendo world um showcases they're actually getting time in the sun a little bit which is really Mm. quite great yeah yeah yeah. nintendo definitely care about indies great because i think everyone sort of feels like indies are a really good fit for switch which is correct it just is for some reason um it's something to do with the handheld you pick up and play kind of nature of it um yeah love these indie showcases that's genuinely some of my favorite events of the year um Always and the fact fun. that they, they, they do quite a few of them as well. It's not just mm. like one a year. There's like three or four of these a year. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, all, it's brilliant. Even and if the, I don't like all the games in it, it's just... It's, no, there's it's always such one a or two, and it's such a wide spread of weird and wonderful things that go into them. Mm. Yeah. And I think just about every single one of them for the past year, I've been going, come on, this is the one for Axiom Verge 2. <laughs> <laughs> you finally got it. I know, I finally got it. Now I don't know what, what I'm looking forward to. I'm lost. Axiom Verge 3. Yes. You just need another Metroidvania to be announced. If, only there, was, if only there was one coming, like kind of around October, that would be great. Mm. I, I literally, <laughs> I can't, I cannot wait for that. Um, what I am, what I'm interested in though is... Ryan, was there any in the was there any games in this that particularly took your attention? Uh yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, for me it's like um Toen, as you said. I like that uh I like there's a lot of sort of quote Pokemon snap unquote type games recently. Um and I think that Toem is doing it the right way, which is not making it the complete central mechanic of the whole game. Like it's a part of the game, it's not the whole game. And I think that's 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 the sensible way to use that mechanic. Um you know, you go and take pictures of things, but also it's kind of as you said, like minities or adventure sort of stuff. Yeah, I think that, that game looks great there. That's I think that was probably my favourite game in the in the in the showcase. I think Eastwood looks really good as well. Um that looks great. Uh, Who would have thought that uh, some, something of a, an N64 oddity like Pokemon Snap would suddenly just become an entire genre of its own? It's been weird this year. There's been so many different Pokemon Snap-like indie games this year. Very strange. Um, they just all seem to have like clung to the same sort of concept. And, but you know, a lot of them are doing it in really different ways, which is which is cool. They're not trying to be Pokemon Snap. They just have sort of taken the sort of photography elements. Um, which is yeah, cool to see. Because in a weird way, I weirdly wasn't that big on new Pokemon Snap, which is a shame. Um, but I think there's a lot of really cool ways you can use that kind of mechanic, and Toem seems to be the right direction for that. So yeah, that Mario was Ruben's massively looking forward to Fatal Frame. <laughs> looking oh, forward I, yeah. is a term. <laughs> Wait, I don't know if that's sarcasm or not. I, do you do you like Fatal Frame more? It scares no. the fucking shit out of me. <laughs> okay, right. I don't. I don't. Hate I actually the games. am to it. I, I don't hate the games at all. Like, um, I ha- I have a very uneasy relationship with horror. <laughs> right. <laughs> let's put, let's put it that way. Um, but like, the, the Fatal Frame more than any other horror game, with maybe the exception of Outlast, scares me more than any other fucking thing. <laughs> it's yeah. It's definitely got that unsettling sort of vibe to it. Um, 
I love horror. I'm I'm I'm, I'm being on horror, so yeah, that'll be good. I'm always from horror games. I mean, are you as bad as Richard trying to play Resident Evil 2 though, Ruben? No, because that was absolutely <laughs> fucking brilliant and also really frustrating at the same time. Um <laughs> Being... I mean, it was probably more frustrating for you because you know Resident Evil 2 inside and out. Yeah. Well, I know the series inside and out. Um, but like Resident Evil 2 specifically is your like favourite game of all time. Yeah. Um, to see such a... just it... Right, okay. It was... The, the, the frustration for me with watching Richard, and I can't believe we're bitching about Richard on the plate on the, on the podcast. Um, it's not bitching about it; it's said with love. It's, it is entirely said with love. I I I adore them. I, I I absolutely adore him. But to see such a willful waste of ammo was the biggest <laughs> frustration I had. Um, like as as you wouldn't have seen it, Ryan, and as the probably quite a few people listening to the podcast wouldn't have seen it. He use, uses, and for any Resident Evil fan, you you will balk at this the moment I say this, he used the shotgun as his default weapon. <laughs> oh. Which which he then proceeded to piss ammo up the wall with. Right. Um, to the point was he was like... He was like firing at the ceiling and the floor and 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 all sorts of shit, and then he would run out of ammo, and then find more ammo for the shotgun, and then default back to the shotgun again. I was like, "You should have learned from the last time. You cannot be trusted with this weapon." <laughs> uh, just it was it was it was hilarious. To it was absolutely it. hilarious. But and I was sat next to him, and it was deafening. <laughs> Oh. Those screams and shrieks, oh. absolutely beautiful. It was, it was, it was hilarious. So it was great. Um, anyway, um, sorry. I mean, the one thing I would like massive detour. I mean, the one thing I but this this has literally been the podcast of detours. Um, we've detoured every section so far. Um, I blame Ryan. Um, <laughs> That's it. Is me. Yeah. But the one the one thing that I was just like a bit ugh about in the Nintendo world was Shovel Knight Pocket Dungeon. Like, I absolutely adore Shovel Knight. I've never played a Shovel Knight game, and I'm not... I'm in two minds as to whether or not I'd enjoy them. I would recommend anyone play Shovel Knight, basically. Mm. Um, It's a really lovingly and really solidly made retro-style platformer uh, that uses loads of, like, really neat little modern ideas in it to kind of make it not as fucking frustrating as old 2D platformers were. Yeah, I think that's what I look at it and go, this is a this is like an old school 2D platformer. I think I'm gonna get really frustrated by it. It it isn't though. It's 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 not for, uh, until you start playing as the other characters, some of the other characters are an absolute fucking ball leg to play through the game as. But like Shovel Knight is a really good game. Like good like proper capital G, capital G, TM, good game. Um but I just want to, I want that company to do something more and something different now. Move on from Shovel Knight. Yeah. Give us something new. So doing a puzzle game with Shovel Knight, it just feels like such a... 
they've got a successful character now. They're really kind of just cashing in on. Yeah, but they want that's... a brand. They want a brand. They want to create a shovel knight brand. Um, yeah, I am looking forward to saying that. I'm looking forward to shovel knight dig. I actually do want shovel knight dig. Um, but that makes sense. Shovel knight pocket dungeons a bit like. Uh, Mm. Um, and also, I now want a Shovel Knight cinematic universe. I mean, he's in enough things. Yes. Um, the Shovel Knight metaverse. Oh my god. There's another petition. Yeah. We'll get that. Out of yes. Shovel Knight cinematic um, universe. Because, like, Shovel Knight's even in, like, an anime fighting game that was released of Blade Strangers. Um, yeah. But, he, but he's much taller and beefier. And I'm like, okay. Didn't have to go that hard on this character design, but sure. Um, Too much shoveling. But yeah, he's he's just clearly done so much shoveling. He's got you know stacked, but yeah, big beef with shovel boy. Um, but yeah, I mean, like that's the only one out of the ones that I saw the trailers for that I was a bit not bothered by, or bothered in a negative sense at least. Everything else, I was just like, mm. okay, like even if this isn't for me, it looks interesting enough and it looks fun enough. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. Th- th- there was also that, uh, uh, bomb rush cyberpunk, the the jet set radio looking game, mm. which looks quite fun. Yeah, yeah, that's surprise. No one has done it yet, really. That's yeah, it's it's weird. Jet Set Radio is like one of those games that is its own genre, pretty much, and no one's tried aping it in like yeah. twenty years. <laughs> it's really weird. Yeah, hopefully that works well. It'd be nice if that did. Maybe it was just one of those things where it was too difficult to come up with a concept where people just wouldn't go. You're just blatantly copying this, rather than it being its own thing. Whereas I think now it's perhaps been long enough that you can do that. Mm. Yeah, maybe it's hard to create like an original idea of that concept instead of just being Jet Set. Um, yeah. Which I, which I mean, Bomb Rush so far from what I've seen, it's just Jet Set. <laughs> I may be yeah. wrong, but there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, the, but it's been, been it's been yet. twenty years, so it's been yeah. long enough that you can have yeah. something that basically is that yeah, without yeah. it. I mean, we are reaching... Because Sega don't seem to be interested in making a new Jet Set Radio game, so... Sega... Somebody else should. Sega seem barely interested in making fucking anything. Um, Um, They're quite interested in making terrible Sonic games. And Super Monkey Ball. But even that's just a re-release, right? I mean, (laughs) you're right. It is just a re-release. I'm actually low-key really excited about the next Sonic game because there's not been a Sonic game I've played that I... Oh, wait, no. I can't say that. There has been a Sonic game that I played that I didn't enjoy. Um, but most of them I've enjoyed. So bring it on. Also, I bought Mania like three times. Bring on Shadow the Hedgehog 2. Come on now. Oh Let's my god. Windows, I would I would be so fucking up for oh. but they <laughs> No, I was joking. No, no, bring it. You, you've, it. You've willed this into existence, Ryan. If this happens now. Shadow of the Hedgehog 2. I'm going to be like raving about it from, I don't know, some rooftop somewhere. Um, and it will be all your fault. Oh, God. I'm so sorry, everyone. <laughs> Just bring back the band that did the intro song to the original one. That's all I'd want. Was it not Crush for you? Was it something different? I don't know something that well. 
it might have been crushful eh? i i i'm i'm not very good with bands and the sonic because like my my era of sonic and my preferred music for sonic is the more kind of electro funk jazz that they had in the classics rather than right, the rock okay. they introduced from adventure um so i'm not a big fan of the kind of rockier side of the sonic music i'm one of those heathens that is not that into sonic but yet trust me i know one of the cs gates song from adventure 2 it was a moment a cultural moment it was a moment the world has only gone downhill since and we've got back onto sonic again i can only apologize mark <laughs> i know that you know that that you have well not, i know not how much you know. love sonic i don't mind you can talk all about sonic if you want i didn't know that you were into sonic i can bore you with this later <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's not what I said. <laughs> I think you said, I'm okay if you want to talk about Sonic. <laughs> uh, so, I guess that has been episode nine of the Quiz at Play podcast. Uh, thank you so much for joining us, Ryan. Yeah. It's been great to have you on. It's been good to be here talking about Sonic and Zelda and lovely nonsense i i love it i love that sonic and zelda are the only two things you can think of that we spoke about <laughs> sonic for the last Darren. hour and 32 minutes <laughs> i mean that's fair <laughs> now originally this was going to be our last episode of this season but we are going to be doing one more isn't that right ruben yeah nice little season finale a nice little season finale with a special, very special guest star yet to be announced. Mm-hmm. But there will be more info coming very soon. Oh my god, it's Idris Elba, isn't it? Yeah, we got Idris Elba on to talk about now. I yeah. knew I knew it. <laughs> we go way back, me and Idris. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's only because we couldn't get on whatever the name of the, the actor is that's the, the human one in the Sonic movie. What is his oh, name? I love this human one. Marston. James Marsden. Yeah, we couldn't get him, so we had to go through Idris Elba. Is it James? Oh. Am I right? Yeah, it's James Marsden, because he's also Cyclops, isn't he? Or Cyclops, Cyclops in X-Men, yeah. Oh, I've never even put that together. Yeah, he is Cyclops, isn't he? Well, I look forward to listening to the next episode of Cyclops. That'll be great. That's definitely who it is now. Oh, we definitely need to get you on again at some point, because this has been an absolute fucking joy. <laughs> of course nervous laugh <laughs> he's never <laughs> returning again <laughs> he's never speaking to either of us again that's it Block. blocked on social media <laughs> well thank you very much and uh, we will well you'll hear from us in, in a couple of weeks for the final episode see you bye everyone see you yeah. soon <laughs>